Welcome to the Nativist Podcast. We tap into our instinct and natural power to live intuitively. The ultimate goal is to leave the world healthier and more beautiful than we found it. It all starts on the individual level, cultivating our mind-body connection. Whether you're on a healing journey or just want to look and feel your best, I hope by the end you feel a little happier, a little more inspired, and a little more invested in yourself and the world. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Nativist Podcast, and I am here with the rock star, Darren Hansen. Darren, what's up? What's up? What an introduction there. <laughs> rock star. It's only going to get better. You yeah. guys will see what I'm talking about. So tell us a little bit about yourself, about why you are a rock star. Um, well, I guess I'll be a rock star today if that's what you think. But <laughs> he is. So I, uh, I don't know. I'm a lot of things. I... Uh, I'm a coach. I own a strength conditioning gym. I'm a marketing director, so I do a lot of marketing stuff. I am involved with United States of America Weightlifting Association. I'm a national coach for them, so I travel for them. Um, but mostly I'm just into helping people. So I found avenues that I'm good at to essentially all comes back to the main thing of helping people, whether that be business owners, entrepreneurs, clients, um, people that want to obtain something. I've found a little niche of being able to usually help them do that. So I, like I enjoy that. that. Yeah. I like how you frame that. that yeah. That's like the common thread with it all. I help people. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. So there's so much to dig into there and there's yeah. so much that you do. So the business aspect, the training mm-hmm. aspect, the fitness, we're going to get into mindset talk, which mm-hmm. I'm so pumped about. So, where to start first? So, you grew up in this area, right? Yeah, I'm originally from, I live from Pocatel, or in Pocatel, from when maybe five years old to graduated from Highland High School in 2010. Go Rams, me too. Well, not, I graduated earlier than that. (laughs) So, you played sports, I guess? Yeah, so growing up in high school, I played um, all, just as many sports as I could, really, and, uh, a wide array from football to golf and all of that. So I keep still play as many recreational sports as I can. And nice. I've always been involved in sports since I can remember. So right on. Yeah. Okay. So what has been, did you have like a go-to sport growing up? Yeah. My favorite sport. Yeah. is football for okay. sure. Okay. Right um, on. And then now I've found more of a, like I wish going back, I really see a lot of value in those individual sports. Like, I think it'd have been cool to wrestle. Ooh, I didn't wrestle, yeah. my brothers did, but I am attracted to that now. So, what attracts you to it now? Uh, just the physicality uh-huh. and like, uh, it's, it's different when it's all on you, right? So, a team yeah. sport, team sport has its, has, is really cool because you get to work with people, you, you figure out how to, you know, the things you carry outside of that social dynamics, understanding how to be a leader, how to fit, also be a good follower. Um, those are all really important, but then there's just something that comes with you versus one other person yeah, and who's better yeah. in that moment. So Such a different just dynamic. Just a little more raw, I think. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
no yeah, excuses sure. really, right? So right, it's all on you. Team sports, like, well, Jimmy messed up, so it made us lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and but when it's you, shift the blame. You're yeah. like nowhere to put it. It's yeah. all on you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so take us into like college years because you okay. did some work. It was USU, right? Yeah. Utah so Utah State University. Yeah. So okay. I went to Utah State University. Um, started there in a marketing degree. Couldn't pass the last stats class I needed, so then I went over to exercise science. Stats. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I graduated with exercise science with a minor in marketing, and then um, during that uh, five-year period, I somehow fell into, well, not somehow, I started working out with this little group of five of us. That This was back when like CrossFit was barely taking off, and uh, at least in Utah, So, which means that's about five years ahead of Idaho. But So in Utah, got into CrossFit, and there was a group of five of us that were doing it um, at the field house if anyone's familiar with utah state it's their recreation center so that kind of grew into more people want to do it more people want to do it campus rec took us on as an official program so now it's like this crossfit class um fast forward two years i'll i all of a sudden because people are leaving get put in charge of running that program so i rebranded to strength and conditioning usu strength and conditioning because that was more of what i was into and uh essentially ran a gym for the school for campus rec for club sports and students on campus with, so they paid for all the facility and, and everything like that. But in terms of running it, I basically was, they were just like, all right, do what you want. So wow, not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot of facilitation, not a lot. They didn't really know. All I had was a, like a level one CrossFit cert. And for those who've done it, you know, it's not really shit. And yeah, I just kind of got thrown into it. So was that a little daunting? Uh, not at the time because like, I was I was like thought I was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was, so it was like, the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, fake it till you make yeah. it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but it's I learned a ton. Yeah. I got to work with. I mean, by the time I left, the program was uh, semesterly about 180 members strong. So it was really? a big, it was a big deal. It was a big gym. It was like basically I moved That's as much right. as many of my classes as I could to online, and then That's was smart. running probably five or six hours a day at the gym. So That's I was coaching five to six hours. Lot. Did you ever get drained or burned out? Oh, you should wait till you hear about my schedule oh, right I can't now. Wait. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I want to ask you <laughs> no, about. I, oh, I miss college man. days. Those were really? the easy days. Really? Oh, okay, yeah. we have some talking to do. Okay, so tell me more about like running. What exactly does that mean? So the, is that like from a business standpoint too? Are you like handling all of that or just like the for training? the For the gym? Yeah. Yep, riding. Yeah, so anything you would consider like a trainer, right? So you're you're running the classes, you're writing the workouts, and then I'm also creating the T-shirts, doing the marketing on campus, hiring the coaches, training the coaches, choosing the hours, like anything. So that's running numbers. Yeah, and you're really pulling from your marketing experience and knowledge, right? Well, that was as no, that was as a twenty year old. Yeah. Oh, so this so is I didn't, you This is how I learned everything. Yeah. I was just teaching myself. So d- did this like spark that interest in it? Yeah. I, so and you I, did some work for your dad too. You said right. Yeah. So th- that's a little bit later down the road. Okay. So okay. I. Uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to know where it starts and where it stops because gotcha. I've just I feel like I've just had my nose down since then yeah. and like where did I start to realize that there was like a skill. I don't know. I just basically knew that I was in charge of this program. I cared about it. So I really tried hard to just learn, teach all my, myself all this stuff mm-hmm. um, and just get really good at it. And just, I've always been good with people. Mm-hmm. So the marketing side, like getting people to show up wasn't really hard, right? The hard part was 
knowing that I was doing the right things and then oh, making yeah. the experience doable for this dives more into it, but like a college kid making it sustainable for a college kid. Yeah. Fitness. Yeah. Right. Because there's a lot of things going on in college in terms of not sleeping, lifestyle, sure. not eating very well, oh, man. busy, staying up late, partying. So it's like at first we always try to crush people too much. And then, you know, the numbers weren't growing because people were just getting, they were overtrained based on yeah. the recovery. So, oh, yeah. And I want to so, talk about how yeah. important recovery is and sleep and rest. Yeah. And I like considering that holistic approach to all of this because you mm-hmm. have to consider all of those contributing factors. And I know 100%. you know as like yeah. a trainer, there's so much that goes into it than just the time that they spend with you in the gym or the time that they spend with you training, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So now you have your own place right yeah like here, yeah so the, a businessman still so it's hans athletics strength <laughs> yeah it's a strength conditioning gym we but it, i mean i've been working on this brand from the day i was 20 so when i started doing the when i was running that classes at usu running that program there were obviously people are leaving because it's college so people graduate leave i had all these people always asking me hey can you continue to write my workouts can you continue to help me yeah. i'm like okay so i started a facebook group and i'm just doing it for free nice. and then i'm like that's a lot wait, of work. Wait, wait, this is a lot of work, yada, oh. yada. So then I start diving into the, the route of like, how do I monetize this? How do yeah. I turn this into a company? So then yeah. I came up with my brand, logos, created my own website, all just teaching myself how to do this. So I started working on creating a brand. And there's been a lot of reiterations since then, but basically, I mean, I've been working on Hans Athletics for 10 years. And then we've had a physical location only for, I moved back to Pocatello, about two and a half, three years ago. So we moved back in. I moved back in, teamed up with my buddy, same Shelton Robinson. Yeah. He runs the Mountain View Event Center here in Pocatello, but um, he was also training people. So we went into a garage. So we were in my garage for one year. And then after that year, Blair invited us into the uh, physical therapy clinic. So then we shared a floor with them for a year. And then we just moved a month ago at, the, at that exact year mark almost into our a new spot on center. So we've been growing so Very quickly cool. that we had to oh, keep moving and moving. So that's so cool. I'm yeah, it's been all sweet. As well, yeah. Yeah. So it's and going building good. a following. Yeah, and that's sometimes this can be a tough nut to crack. This area, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, two really gyms have shut down in the yeah. last little bit. We yeah. and when I came back down, a lot of people were telling me it wasn't going to work because we do personalized, individualized training. So mm. it's one-on-one, small group. Um, it's, and it's got a price tag. So it's, it's a completely different experience than anybody else is offering here right now. But Which people were like, people don't have money. And I'm like, no, people have money. You just need to actually provide, like provide the value yes, and ask for the, the money. Yes. Yes. So, and do you find yeah. that it helps when people invest and put their money where 100%. their mouth if they don't is? Have, if they don't have skin in the game, yeah, I don't want anyone invested. in my gym that's paying 50 bucks a month yeah. because they really don't care. Yes. Cause they're they not can, as motivated to show up. Yeah, because it okay. I lost two bucks today because I didn't show up. No big deal. What yeah. about if that was I lost fifty dollars today yeah. because I didn't show up? So Ooh, yeah, it, it really gets people invested, and then as it. But obviously, you need to bring the value. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so, they'll figure it out really fast yeah, if they're not 100%. seeing the value and getting yeah. what they're paying for. Yeah, so. absolutely. So so many questions. We're gonna dive into them. And there really is no structure, or rhyme, or reason to these questions. So oh, we're just going to... Okay, We good. can go all over. I, I <laughs> love mindset. I love... Yes. I love it. I love anything. There's so much to talk about. 
actually, let's start with that since that's brought up right now. Mindset. Let's talk about how important mindset is. It's not even important for life in general, but especially training and optimizing yourself and your fitness and getting to the best that you can be and feeling the best that you can be. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to say about mindset? So I would say um, that's a big part of what we do at our facility. So people come in, um, generally, not always, generally we run into clients. People come in and say, hey, I want to lose this. I want to lose X amount of weight. I want to get my tricep this much smaller and my stomach this much smaller. And immediately we start very, not aggressively, but very like passively flipping that conversation to more of a performance-based mindset. So what can you do today that you couldn't do yesterday? Yes, yes. Yeah, what, you know, you you squatted 40 pounds yesterday, this week you squatted 45. So we start to focus on those type of things. Um, they track, Hey, how much did you sleep last night? Okay. You got six hours. Let's try to get seven tomorrow. Um, we give them a little bit of nutrition advice and we kind of focus on those little things. And then slowly, I mean, I don't think once you've had a a member for a month, I don't think their conversations anymore have to be do with, um, these kind of like minute, small, dumb things. It's more about how can I improve my performance or just my overall lifestyle to be, healthier and i like that shift from the aesthetic to the performance because it's about how you feel and how you can perform and how you can function Mm -hmm. in the gym in the world and i think that that's so important and i think that that helps so much and i think it's more of a lasting motivation when you're focused on how you feel and how you can do things rather than what you look like right yeah longevity yeah. yeah because longevity and a shift of mindset that it, it changes not just their health, right? Yeah, it yeah, changes yeah. everything in their oh, life. Oh, so, so far reaching. Yeah. And once you, and that's what I credit a lot of my, um, I don't want to say success, but just um, how I go about my life and live my life and just like my well-being and health um, to time I've spent in the gym and working through some of the burns, some of all of the stuff that you deal with in the gym mm-hmm. and then you transform that or transpose that onto your life and that really does cross apply right mm-hmm. um so how do you help people cultivate like a stronger mindset like that um i think i don't know if there's like things you can just pinpoint it's like it's part of it's the environment sure. so when you come in it's you're not thrown in with a big group it's your one-on-one with me or you're maybe with two other people that you like in there and uh just having that environment where you're getting coached a lot, we're very positive. There's never like a, you're not, we never rip people down. We have a lot of high school kids. We don't yell at them. They're already getting enough of that shit everywhere else. Yeah. So when they're in with us, um, it's very positive. It's, it's, it's not like a just, well, let's have a good time. Yeah. Like we expect them to work hard. Sure. But by the time they've kind of gone through the process with us of getting in with our strategy session and stuff, if people aren't there to work hard, they're usually not there. Does that make sense? So we kind of have a filter before people even get in. So hard work is kind of just assumed, right? So people come in to to work. Right. Um, But having that, especially for these younger kids and even even the older people, but having that environment where they don't feel the pressure of um, work, like expecting something of them, we're there to educate them. Yes. So it's been really great in terms of just seeing their confidence skyrocket and then yes. and then also showing them 
the individualized program is awesome because we track everything. We have an app. They can see all the progress. Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. So it's like, I'm like, you know, when they're feeling a little down, I'm like, look at this. You know, maybe you didn't hit 150 on your squat, but six months ago you came in here, you were at 75 pounds. Yeah. So if I would have told you when you walked in here six months ago that you were going to squat twice as much for five reps, look how much progress you've made. Yeah, and yeah. then they can kind of take that 10,000 foot view because people get stuck in just like their short-sighted view of what success is. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, take ten, take a big look, take a step back, look. Look how far you've progressed in six months. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's just a combination of um, them really knowing genuinely that we're there to support them and yeah. coach them and educate them and help them through everything, not just like sets and reps. Um, and that counts for a lot, yeah. And yeah. for them to know that, yeah, and feel so, that. So I think that's part of it, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Are you ever surprised, and obviously I'm not asking for names, but are you surprised by some clients who come in and have um, a certain mindset or like a stronger mindset than you would have anticipated? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have like a... Like, oh, well, you're like bringing the power. I did not expect that. Yeah, no. I would say, unfortunately, a majority of people that come in, that you have to flip that mindset, but then there's like that handful that come in. Even some younger kids, like I've got a 14-year-old that came in and one of their goals like we haven't kind of expressed their goals to us mm-hmm. with and without their parents because i think the parents Ooh, influence a yeah, lot. yeah so, yeah i like that but this this uh f- this 14 year old one of their goals was to learn how to effectively meditate daily <gasps> i dig it yeah and to be strong not for she plays sports but not just Good for sports for but so she can learn to uh, stay strong for the rest of her life good for her and that's kind of like that's where we so try to take thinking. kids yeah. yeah so she's yeah wow 14 and is thinking about that yeah so i was like all right good let's for do this her. yeah no kidding you're dialed in so. yeah. yeah that's impressive um and i love when people that too and i love when people have unexpected grit and resilience and you wouldn't necessarily expect that and then yeah. they just really dig in mm-hmm. yeah i love that Okay, so what are some of the common issues that you see when people come to you, um, like fitness issues? And I know okay. that you train yeah. like athletes and yeah, we do. Yeah, and we're kind of falling into this uh, misunderstanding right now in Pocatello where people think we just do elite athletes, but we do people from. I mean, I have nine-year-olds to seven-year-old females. Right I now. noticed that so, on your Instagram. Yeah, you have all kinds. Yeah. So we do. Um, Performance-based training for the people is what I say. So yeah. we, we can change it from elite athlete to, um, you know, just a general population. Yeah. But the main problems I see is mostly they're not able to move well. So that's the problem. So they can't move well because we don't move as much. There's not structured play anymore as much for kids. So you run into, like, if you want to get the nitty-gritty – People have shitty ankles yeah. and, and shitty feet because they yeah. wear shoes all the time. Yeah, so yeah. their foot strength's really bad, yeah. which affects the ankle, which affects the knee. People will be like, I can't squat because my knees hurt, but it's really your knee's just a hinge joint. So shit's getting thrown off Makes down sense. the chain or up the chain. So um, a lot of people have really bad mobility, and that's why they can't perform movement correctly. Yeah. And then. And that impedes strength, right? Impedes all of it. Yeah, they it, can't get strong. Feel, and then. Yeah. And then they feel like they they can't do things that they want to do. So they're like, well, I can't squat anymore because my knees hurt or I can't pick this up because my back hurts or yada, 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 yada. So it, it all comes back to teaching them how to move 
properly. Yeah. So we're all about, we don't care. People get stuck on movements. Like what movements are right? Like is the squat better? Is the front squat better? Is CrossFit better? Is the snatch better? Is pull-ups better? Like it's not about movements. It's about teaching movement. So Ooh, teaching people how to that's move an well. That's distinction. Yeah. yeah, because people... If, if you can perform basic primal movement patterns well, that's what looks like athleticism. So yeah. if you're really good at uh, just a bodyweight squat, a lunge, a step up, um, and then vertical and horizontal pushing and pressing, like those are the ways your body can move outside of the gym. So if you sure, get really efficient yeah. at those, yeah. then that carries over outside of the gym and then you look athletic, you can move well, um, and you're pain free and you maintain yeah. strength. So. It's not about what's right or wrong when it comes to movements or bar. People like to get caught up on the stupid shit because Mm -hmm. it's an easy argument. But it's Mm -hmm. like, there's not, people don't like the simplicity of it, in my opinion. In in fitness and other industries, it's like, we want to buy shit that sounds like it's going to work really well and it's complicated. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. It it takes a long time. Yeah. So, so if, if you're listening to this, I'm going to save you thousands and thousands of dollars. Listen up. There's no quick fix. It's going to take, if it took you 10 years to get fat, it's going to take you just as long to lose weight. Okay. So it's going to take you a long time Yeah. and it's going to take as much dedication and hard work as you lacked for that like period of time. Right. Um, and it's not sexy and it's like, you have to learn, you have to reeducate, you have to move different. It's not comfortable. Um, you have to invest in somebody that's going to coach you on that. You can't just find that for free on the internet. Yeah. Like the stuff you're finding for free on the internet is usually like a, a just a make money quick thing. Cause yeah. they're like, we'll give you this, this keto diet. We'll give you, uh, this secret p- program. We'll da 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 take this fat burner. Like none of that's real. No, that's real. And I like your customized <laughs> approach too, because like yeah. what works for you isn't going to work for 100% me. 100% way different. And so you have to adapt it to the individual. Yeah. Else, I mean, it's just yeah. going to work. So just wasting your time. So again, I'll, I've, I've, I've yelled it a million times on all my platforms, but do it again. cut do the it bullshit again. out, yes. cut the bullshit out and yes. go back to the basics. Yes. And there's no shortcuts. Yeah. So just dial it in. Yeah. But it's obtainable. So it's not, uh, it's not, yes. it's not like you can't get there. No. But you can absolutely do it. But it's going to be just, I mean, it's going to be just as much of a process as it was to get as far away from that spectrum as you did. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Yeah, I really like that. And I told you we're going to be all over the place with these questions. So with people, you have people of all skill sets coming to Mm -hmm. you, right? Yeah. So let's say that you have somebody that's coming to you that wants to level up. And so they've been training. They're pretty comfortable with fitness but they kind of want to get to the next level or they kind of want to branch out or they kind of want to mm-hmm. just do something different. Yeah. What do you advise them? Like, how do you help them? Yeah. So, um, it's kind of, that's kind of general cause it's like, what is their new goal yeah. or what is it? Cause again, it goes back to, um, kind of like the said principle, which is specific adaptation to impose demand. So we have to go look at the specificity mm-hmm. of, of what their goal is. What, what do they want to obtain? Mm hmm. Right, and then mm-hmm. we have to reverse engineer their workouts to get them to that point. Gotcha. So, I mean, if you had a specific example, like if you have, give me an example of somebody that comes in. Let's say that they have been, they do cardio, they do weightlifting, but they kind of feel like they've plateaued on their training. They're just not mm-hmm. sure where to go next if they need to kind of figure out different movements that they want to do or different mm-hmm. like ways of working out, anything that they want to do to kind of 
um, break through that plateau, I guess. Yeah. So if you have somebody come in that, let's say they're doing, when the, when you say weight training, most people think of like Gold's Gym, Curls, uh, like kind of on machines, that kind of thing, right? Um, we always, we don't have machines, so we do all functional movements. So everything's moving your body through space without being the rigid, like being in a machine. Yes, right? yes, yes, yes. So yes, then your body can move yes, in ways that it's yes. it's supposed to move. So yes. typically we take people like that and uh, first revert them back to movement because if they plateaued, usually either there's some issues with movement. So biomechanically, they can't get past where they're at because they have shitty ankles, so they can't get in a better position. They can't develop strength. So, so that circles back to what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, we'll the go. Basics. We'll go back sure. to that. Teach it from the basics. Sure. Make sure they follow a linear progression, so that at first, like a novice linear progression, so they can see their progress every week. Mm-hmm. And then that way we can get get them to us what we call a base level of strength. So when everybody comes in, if they've never followed, like if if I'm saying the term. Uh, a novice linear progression and you're kind of like what the fuck's that mm-hmm. sorry no you yeah so if you're like what the fuck's that um then you need then you need to follow it so basically they come in we so their strength work is all we kind of already have an idea of what their strength works gonna look like for a novice and then the other pieces of it so the dynamic warm-up the conditioning all that's going to change and be individualized gotcha. okay um but if they haven't followed that novice level, like that progression, um, typically don't have a base level of strength is what we call it. And that's the building block for us to be able to say, okay, now we have a base level of strength. I know you have the prerequisites. Let's take this whatever direction you want to take it, yeah. whatever adaptation you're looking for. Yeah. But unless you have, it's like that old church saying where you have like a house built on sand or a house mm-hmm. built on whatever. Rock or rock. whatever, yeah. Yeah. So if, in our opinion, if you don't have that base level of strength, yeah. your ceiling is very low on what you can achieve because yeah. you don't have the base strength levels to perform movement. Yeah. So, yeah. So a lot of people have their house built on sand. Yeah. So we have to go back, take them back, make them feel kind of like, oh man, I got to do all this stuff again. I got to learn how to squat again. I got to learn how to deadlift again. I got to, even if it's just kettlebell. So some of our clients, like not everybody uses the barbell or a traditional form of the barbell. We have different types of bars, safety squat bars, trap bars. So we have ways to make sure it fits everybody. Yeah, I like that. But, yeah, so that that's typically what we do. Like, people, it's individualized, but we definitely have, like, our methodologies and, sure. and ways. I yeah. love, and how gratifying would that be to have people come in, you can identify issues that they're having, and then correct those, and then see them progress. That has to yeah. be such a rewarding feeling. Yeah, and I, like, I... You like I you wouldn't believe like I thought I always wanted to just work with athletes. Yeah. And probably the most joys I have is with elderly, like getting them back to Ooh, what they can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, you, we've taken multiple people in Pocatello off cortisone shots. Ah, oh, that's so. So cool. just from lifting weights. Wow. In that's the right powerful. way. So yeah. we have multiple clients that used to have tons of pain. We're getting three, four months getting cortisone shots. To wow. now we're now we're a year year and a half two years with no cortisone shots and, just and pain free feeling better and lifting yes. weights and carrying yokes and pushing yes. sleds. Yes, there's so much that a human body can do, and I just think it's so sad when people just kind of resign yeah. themselves to like a life of pain. I know they're like, no, nope, like, this oh, is how it is. It it's like, no, it's like not. That. It it's not like have that. To be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I just wrote an article <laughs> about hope. it in the paper. It was like, it's never too late to strength train. Like oh, I don't care no. if you're if you come to me as an 85 year old grandma. Yeah. I'm gonna get your ass a shot. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hell yes. So yeah, we we feel that way. Oh, I love that. So, what is the most gratifying or rewarding experience that you've had 
Um, I don't. I I don't. I can't narrow it down. So many. I can't because it's like there's different, right? Sure. I've had watching like when I was young, like as I was in college, I built this team of Olympic weightlifters. These these a lot of females that um, were 18, 19 years old, and I've been coaching them since then. So we've kind of went through the last eight years together, or ten years together, and uh, watching like who they've become before to like what what getting strong and lifting weights and going through the pains of not progressing and then progress like the the mentality that they have from when we were all that age to now myself included it's like that is huge like oh that is like i have a girl that was like the most insecure person you ever met couldn't speak up in front of people and now she's an international level olympic weightlifter and just like is awesome and confident and aggressive and so oh, that's awesome. Changing lives. Taking young, like working with kids that oh. now they don't care what kids make fun of them at school because they know oh. they can come in and they're yes. strong and they're capable and, oh. and you know, just shit like that. It's hard to narrow Amazing. it down because everyone, it's like every experience you have with people is individual. Yeah. Because as a coach, you get so much like, yeah, you end up being somewhat of like a, I stay away from like life coach or therapist stuff like uh, there's stuff i'm not educated enough to tell them but like they want to come that's to you part- with everything oh hell yeah, yeah. that's part of it, it so so is. you end up yeah. being like an influencer in a lot of things oh, in your life. yeah for sure so so doing what you do and i want to get into exactly what your typical day and week look like All right. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's gonna be gnarly but is that does that ever max you out or drain you just because you have so much going on and it's so demanding? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm I'm drained all the time, but I'm just like, kind of the experiences you have make it worth it. And then yeah. I know I'm 28 and I'm like, you know, I I'm I'm that I guess I guess it's maybe in the old older school mindset where you gotta you gotta put your time in. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. But it's also like helps that people are like dude you're doing something awesome yeah like for people to like people reach out to me and say you know this is cool congratulations on your yeah. success and as like a business owner or myself i'm like you don't see that sometimes so you sure. have to do that same thing oh, where you take yeah. that ten thousand foot view and be like okay actually if something is happening i just need to keep oh, going man. and then getting the right people around you like my fiance is super supportive that counts um, for so much my my business partner shelton he's like He's awesome, and we're starting to bring more coaches on. And um, like, without the right people around you, you definitely want to like attract. You want to spend your time with people that support your vision. Oh, absolutely. Because if you're trying to like, let's say you're trying to wake up at 5:30 a.m. to work, and you're trying to hang out with your old party friends that stay up till 1 a.m., it's not going to work. So you got to surround yourself work. with people that have like similar, are in similar stages of life. Not yes. saying one's better than the other, because I've been in both. But it's like. You have to make sure that your five people around you are in the same stage of their life. Yeah. In my opinion. And support and advocate for whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, and sure. help. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it makes a big difference. What are your long term goals? So I don't know. So here's the deal: is I have a freaking sweet. Like I do a marketing. I'm a marketing director for Streamline Sports Physical yeah, Therapy. Yeah, yeah. So most people in my situation goals are like, hey, I want to get to my gym full time. Like that's what I want to do, and like. I'm already to probably to that point, but I love my job at Streamline. Yeah. So I think my goals maybe even are to keep maintaining that and then really influence and teach a lot of uh, coaches. So get out of like hourly with people always 
and start to work more with coaches and yeah, business owners and yeah, help yeah. help like businesses grow, whether that's I've done some consulting for fitness space, but I would love I think a lot of it applies to every industry. Sure. I'm more experienced in like the startup early stages, so I wouldn't say I'd be a business consultant for like a eight location multi million dollar company, <laughs> but for like somebody trying to get started. Like I do that stuff now. But I would love to get into that consulting people, um, teaching coaches. I have an online course called World Class Coaching. That's like an online e-course for coaches. Um, and I want to get into that because I feel like if I can really influence more coaches, um, I can have a wider spread. Yes, absolutely. So I want to get into teaching coaches, helping gyms, um, and and also growing mine and creating a spot where like coaches like have my dream of doing this full time could have a facility could have a place where they could have a full-time benefit salary job yeah because there's not like people that try to do strength conditioning gyms either you're getting paid not what you're worth to, to bust your ass at like a university or you're in the private sector and you're working 14 hour days Ooh. and you're still maybe have to get a job on the side you know so yeah. it's like there's not yeah. a lot you have to really be careful the way you structure these things because they can be like a 200 client, $40 a month gym, or you're just burnt out. You're there all day. Sucking all your time and energy. All your time and energy. So it's, uh, it's interesting. So my long-term goal is just probably to just keep my head down, continue to grind. What you're doing is working. Get a network of coaches um, that are like trained by me, like are trained with similar goals as me, Um, help people grow in Pocatello, get into um, corporate wellness, run a program for like, example ICCU Um, right now we already write workouts for some of the high school groups like Thunder Ridge Volleyball Pokey High so get into like helping organizations and training their coaches too so like we'll do that we'll write workouts for we did Pokey Basketball as well for example and Pokey Basketball's basketball the guy who's got put in charge of running the strength conditioning and he's like I don't have a background in strength conditioning right so basically they paid to have us write their workouts and then we trained him up as much as he wanted on how we want him to implement it yeah so giving education to these people that are in the situation where they have to be a strength conditioning coach and maybe they know that they're like fuck i don't know yeah 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 i don't have an education in that yeah 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 so i want to help them you know yeah yeah i like that and also podcasting you have a podcast too yep blog podcast i'm always trying to give out as much free information although my information is not sexy it always comes back to like there's no shortcuts but I like how you dumb. write it. You're a fun writer, though. I like it's like engaging and it's fun to read instead of it's, so yeah. dry. I think so. And I'm interested in this already. So I don't think it's just because of that. I think anybody would find it interesting. So yeah, check out his blog, check out his podcast, and I'll include all of that in the show notes, too. So let's talk about your daily life and yeah. like your weekly life. Okay. Yeah. So what do you have going on? Um. So... Like Monday through Friday. So I train people at 5.30 a.m. And then I work out at 6.15 to about 7.40. How many hours a week do you work out and how many days a week do you work out? Uh, I train like five days a week for like an hour and a half. Um, So you're up. Yeah, you're up. You're at the gym by 5.30. Get done about 7.40. Head over. Start working at Streamline from about 7.40. Sometimes I have clients at 9. Sometimes I don't. So I'm either at Streamline from 7.40 to about noon or... Um, I have a couple, like a client at nine and then I open up, I have clients usually from 1130 to 1245. So I have two clients then. 
And then I go back to streamline, work until about 3.45, open up the gym from 3.45 till about 8. Jesus. And then I go home, okay. eat, go to bed. That's, so, that's a long day. So I'm just bouncing back and forth because I got my I made sure my gym's only about a block away from Streamline, so I just walk back nice. and forth. Do you kind of like that though, the change of scenery that you change it up? Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I would love that. And Blair and the clinic is killing it because like I got oh, pulled into a marketing Blair. spot where yes. it's so nice to be in one town because yeah. before I was working where there's eight locations in different oh. towns, so to be just in Pocatello and be able and Blair does like Streamline's the spot to be. Like I've been to a lot Shout of PT out to clinics. Streamline, really. And streamline from a strength coach perspective, from a movement person perspective, not just like because I work there. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I was okay moving my gym in there. Really? Because so tell us more about that. What about it sets it apart? So first off, the energy of the clinic, right? Which so counts for a lot. So the mental side of an at like a person's recovery is huge because they oh, it's they're already major. pissed off, right? So yeah. they're pissed off. They're injured. And then you go to some dreary ass, boring clinic where oh. they're like, "Here's a theraband. Move through this three <laughs> sets of ten. And it's like a ninety year old dude <laughs> telling you what to do. You know, so yeah. you go into Streamline. It's a bunch of young, fun people. There's music on. It feels. It looks like a. It's got a really nice clinic, new building. Part of it's like a functional area with mats. Looks like a gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you're always with, um, like, the attention to detail is great. You always have somebody working with you, whether it's a PT, PTAs. Our technicians are great. I do continuing education. We do continuing education for them every Friday. So these guys, because to be a tech, you just have to have a high school degree. Oh. So there's a wide ver- like variety of skill levels when yeah. it comes to technicians. And you sure. spend a lot of time with technicians. So our goal is to up the level of our lowest level of staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Our technicians are badass. We train them. They're way invested. Almost all of them want to be in the industry, like just moving up as they get more schooling. Um, they're taught a lot on the coaching side because they're doing a lot of coaching. So that's where I attack it from. Kendi does. Kendi does more of because she's a more of like the actual PT ATC training, mm-hmm. and I train them on how to connect with people, coach, and be involved because that's what they're doing. They're like one on one with people, coaching them. So they get training on that. We try to hire as many higher level, like ATCs, so or athletic trainers. We try to hire them as technicians rather than just technicians. So basically, our staff's the best. And uh, obviously, I'm, yeah. So if you're listening to this and you're at a different clinic, I'm obviously <laughs> I work there, but our staff's the freaking best. Our environment's the best. Yeah. And uh, the environment counts for a lot. Yeah. And, the energy and Blair's smart as shit. Believer. Oh, Blair is smart as shit. Brilliant. She's a and, smart uh, Yes, yeah, she is. The things that the people we fix in there, and like obviously me and her will consult together too on people. that So, like, if they need more training, they'll come over to me after and we'll implement that before they get back to sport. Um, we just have a really good network of uh, people invested in getting like th- that patient better. Yeah. It's not yeah. just like, it's not like you go to your chiropractor here and then you go to PT here and then you go to your strength coach here. And then you go to your massage here. Like we're all in one. Yeah, we're all in one like area and oh, working that's together. So convenient and it's like cohesive and yeah, like a cohesive yeah. So they approach. do so they do a really good job. We have an app now, so like instead oh, of just printing out like yeah. a piece of paper and taking it home, you have an app with video demonstrations, and your therapist can see if you complete them. Yeah. So there's a lot more accountability in that yeah. aspect. Um, that's awesome. Yeah, honestly, it's just like it's next level. Like she's doubled since I started in August. <sighs> So we're gonna, I, so I we're gonna be the biggest clinic success. in Pocatello. Hell yes. So it's it's badass. So that job's sweet too, because she's helping people. Like I said, That's, it's all back to yeah, like helping people. You it know? really is. It really is. Yeah. 
what do you do for continuing education? Everything. No, I read. So I, I read a ton. I read a ton, read books. I go to certifications. I um, am involved with just trying to soak up as much shit as I can because in this in this industry, when it comes to the human body, as soon as your cup is full, you're irrelevant. Irre- how do you say that word? Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what, and what that means is like if you always think, if you think you know everything and everything else just spills over the top, you're done for. Oh, so you have to have like, death yeah. Mindset. I don't think you can be an empty cup, like where you just like are trying to do everything that everybody else is doing. You need to have like your methodology and baseline of like a half full cup. Yeah. And then when people, when you learn new things or see new things that are working, taking little pieces of that and putting it into your cup and keep filling it, keep filling it, but always yes. leave room for more. Always leave room for more. So you can't, you, you can't to. ever think that you, what you're doing is the only way to do something. Never. Yeah. Whether it with this or yeah. life in general, in general, with what I do, like for my full-time job. Yeah. And I feel like whenever you feel like you have it all figured out or you know everything or you've already. You lost. Seen it, you've lost. <laughs> you really have. And there's a lot of, there's oh. a lot of people that are business owners that oh, yeah. do that. They're stuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they're yeah. like, why am I they're stuck? So I am the best. And you're like, <laughs> well, because of that, because <laughs> you think that. Yeah, exactly. That's the first exactly. To start. Yeah. And I find that the more that I learn, and the more that I read, and the more that I educate myself, the more I realize I don't know, and the mm-hmm. more I'm like, oh god, I need That's to like rediscover. Story. Yeah, it yeah. really is, and it's just always keeping an open mind and always leaving room for more. I think that's key with everything. Yeah. Okay, so what? Do you wish that your clients knew? Uh, and that's a pretty broad I don't know. question. Yeah, I don't know because it's like they're all – it's hard to say like for them – everybody sees the world different, right? They so do. everybody's coming from their own story. They do. So they I don't are. know if I could say one thing that like everyone should have in their story. Mm-hmm. Other than just like – Is there like a Without getting principle? sappy, just that like – they sh- like they need to be the most important to themselves like in a way because sometimes either people are they're so hard on themselves so it's like yeah. they need to be their biggest supporter yeah. even before me like yeah that's a, sometimes that's the problem right is i have to convince them that they're awesome yeah like if they just already knew they were awesome a lot it would be a lot quicker oh you know what i'm saying and more enjoyable yeah. yeah and people always worry about other people and i'm like Sorry to burst your bubble, but no one gives a fuck. So everybody's in their own story. Really though, you're like a backdrop in a movie. Like, tell me, like, think about like a like a war movie where there's six million actors and you only know one or two of them. So that's a good example of like everybody in their life is that one or like one character with the little support cast. Everybody else in the background is just a fucking shadow. Oh yeah, and 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 we always think that these shadows really care so much about us, but those people don't. don't give a shit. They don't. So Even people that are like your second group of friends that you go see maybe every weekend, but aren't like they don't give a shit. No, no. Like so, stop wasting they're just the energy. Their, yeah. They're sucked up in their own. Who story. cares? Yeah. yeah, live your life. Yeah, who cares? And like, be your number one. Prioritize yourself. Invest yeah. in yourself. Yes, because yeah, like you said, like nobody else really cares. Especially when you think that they care. Yeah. They, I mean, in the sense that. Yeah, what we're talking about. They don't about. care. They really don't care. And the people that do care, like the one or two you find out actually care, actually listen to what the fuck they say rather yeah. than being like defensive and being like, no, no, I'm not like that. Because yes. a lot of times we we hide our blind spots. Yeah. We don't want to admit it. So, it's hard to have your yeah. blind spot outed. Oh, it's hard, but necessary. 
if you're gonna progress yep. you have to mm-hmm. so do you in your coaching do you find people get defensive with like certain training regimens or like certain protocols that they're following or i haven't had uh other coaches do mm. but i haven't had any clients that have made it through like our be- beginning process that get in there that aren't open to learning because like I said, the way I've created, the, I've known because I had everything growing before I had a physical location. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I wanted, how the filter and flow and structure to be. Yeah. So that I was working with people I want to work with. Good. So I, I, our process, if somebody's not into learning, they're not going to sign up. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So speaking of that little filter, you do have like a 10 second interview that you can hit up on your Insta. Mm-hmm. You can access it through Hanson Athletics, right? Yeah. The 10 second quiz. So it's a, uh, so that's a whole nother side, right? So it's uh, my online side. Okay. So I have like 300 athletes that do training programs from us on the internet. Okay. Um, and then there's two different levels to that. There's like a, just a training team, which is like you basically just get the workouts. Yeah. And anybody can get those in terms of like when I'm saying this filter, those are people that I'm not really investing my emotional energy into. Sure. Yeah. So like they can take a quick quiz, join a team, yada, yada. I do have remote clients that I do individualized for that like we video call every like biweekly. I go over all their videos and that that still has kind of that filter because it has a higher price tag. We do some a couple interview calls before we get started, okay, and like yeah, so you really do apply a filter. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah, but there is a way. Like we, I wanted ways that were obtainable for people, no matter. Like if somebody really wants to work with us, they don't have the money. There's mm-hmm. a way that they can begin to get into that. Cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so that's yeah. there's, a, uh, yeah. I've created multiple ways for people to be involved with us. Even if they can't afford one-on-ones or semi-privates. I like that. You just make and it accessible. And they get coaching. Yeah. Like, bottom line, you just want to help people. Yeah. It's not that you're worried about your financial bottom line. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, here are a couple of posts that I want to reference um, and some questions that I want to talk about. Like, we talked about earlier the importance of the basics mm-hmm. and setting a strong foundation and sleep is... So, you have an order of importance... Um, what you need to focus on sleep is number one yeah sleep is number one then diet then training and then supplements so talk about how paramount sleep is because sleep is so sleep is is everything in terms of like overall health right oh man so your ability to recover first and foremost is most important sleep is where you process everything that you you know even learn that day whether like so even if you're working on movement patterns if you're not sleeping you're not going to ingrain that yeah. Um, I mean, the growth, human growth hormone is released most between 10 and 2. So if you're like a young person growing or you're a dude trying to like not drop your testosterone levels to the floor, like you need to be in bed before 10 o'clock every night, right? And uh, mentally too, like if you're not sleeping 8 or 9 hours, you're oh. just slowly leaking. Your bucket's just Garbage. leaking, yes. leaking. You yes. might be able to make it for two or three weeks, and then all of a sudden you're irritable, oh, you pissed yeah. off, you feel like shit. So sleep is the most important. I think to a degree, like you have to, if you want what you're doing in the gym or in life to um, really like take hold and mm-hmm. t- impact and be able to like bring your best every day, you mm-hmm. have to be sleeping. Yeah, and that's when the magic happens, right? Yeah. It's not in the gym. It's like when oh. your body is restoring and rebuilding the muscle. Yeah, you're, just, you're just breaking yourself down in yes. the gym. Yes, yes. And then nutrition, obviously, it's like you have to fuel. Mm-hmm. It's your body. You need to fuel correctly. Yeah. Um, 
there's a lot of people that are blood work technically in great shape that don't work out at all. So as long I mean, you can eat super healthy and be okay. I mean, your strength levels aren't going to be great. That's a whole other conversation because if you don't want to end up in a rest home, stay strong. That's a quick, I did, yeah. I've done a dissertation in college and that, Ooh, that was yes. the big, that was the biggest difference between people in rest homes for, and if anybody wants to actually dive into this, the study and the, the small things on it, you can reach out to me. But basically the gist of it, what we found out was the only thing separating somebody in the rest home and not was base strength levels. Wasn't aerobic capacity, wasn't VO2 max, wasn't what they ate their whole life, wasn't whether they smoked cigarettes or drank alcohol. It was, did you maintain base strength levels? Oh, yeah. So I had this, not that nuanced of a conversation, but same thing uh, yesterday at that conversation and just the importance of it. And I'm just like, at the very least, I just don't want to get to the end of my life when I'm like, well, hope 90 years old, 100 years old, and just feel like shit. I just yeah. don't want to feel like shit, you uh-huh. know? I don't want to be in a rest home. I don't want to be immobile. I, don't, yeah. I want to, like, get up and move around and see the world and travel and do what I can. I don't want to yeah. just be sitting on my ass on a couch. And not that there's if that's your happy life. <laughs> I don't mean to knock on your happy life. But me personally, I want to feel good, as good as I can, the older I get. Yeah. And I want to stay mobile. And mobility is something that I've been focusing on mm-hmm. more and more, too, because... For so long, I was just focusing on just building strength and building endurance and just hitting it hard in the gym as hard as I could and not really focusing on mobility. And more and more, I've discovered how important that mm-hmm. is and have been focusing on it. Okay, so next question. You had posted things you have learned while training athletes. Number one, squatting will always be more effective than ladder drills. Form, speed, and intent when lifting is more important than weight. Number three, they aren't bodybuilders. Stop training like one. And number four, serious athletes take nutrition, hydration, and recovery seriously in all caps. If you don't instill the importance, you're not maximizing your influence as a coach. So let's go with number one. Squatting will always be more effective than ladder drills. Talk to that. So uh, this is very prevalent in this area. People think that speed comes from quick feet. Mm. Oh, it's not the case. Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> show, show me like a, show good. me an athlete on the field doing a freaking all that bullshit on a speed ladder. You ever seen that happen actually on the field? No. So that is a good point. So yeah. you have to be strong to create force. Yeah. And force yeah. is what creates speed. Okay. So you need to that be able sense. to push and drive and move through the floor. Sure. Have strong hips. Have strong legs. Yeah. Um, and a strong trunk, right? And that's how you are fast. So when you see somebody that's fast, mm-hmm. usually they're very dynamic and they're able to push through the floor, absorb yeah. force, yeah, yeah. move well. They're not yeah. doing yeah. <laughs> ladder shit, <laughs> all right? They're pushing and moving. Yeah, yeah. So um, generally, just uh, the squat is kind of the king of exercises for athletes because um, you're, you're using the whole body. So mm-hmm. you're bracing a bar on your back. So you're using your trunk. Staying upright, using your legs, using your hips, right. testing your mobility, using your ankle range of motion, putting you in positions that um, really challenge the whole body. Mm-hmm. So, like bang for your buck, the squat p- p- performed effectively. Yeah, performed is probably yeah. is probably the biggest bang for your buck. Like, if you don't have a certain level of strength, you could be faster just by getting stronger. Mm. Even taking apart running technique. Um, all of that. Yeah. So, and I haven't met a high school kid yet that is strong enough. They all have really? shitty ankles. They're not very strong. They're really, they're really weak. 
And I know that you said like core strength too is a big yeah they're area yeah they're they're super weak so they yeah. their trunks really weak so they get lower back pain because they're in, they're in an anterior pelvic tilt so yeah. that's what I call Instagram booty that's when your butt is popped yeah. out hips are yeah. pulled forward so um, that's kind of our first what like, goes back to like our first order with athletes is getting to that base level strength mm. because they're not strong enough and they can get away with stuff for a while but then you start to see those injuries. Um, you start to see just not the performance they want. Yeah. Um, they kind of get, they, they're like, parents are always like, they were like really fast up until they were like a sophomore in high school. And then all of a sudden they're slow. It's like, cause everybody else is getting stronger and your kid's skinny. Yeah. So, and that's one thing you can change too. Like if you're talking about athletes, it's like, there's certain things you can change to hopefully get you the ability to play college sports. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> can't change your genetics. Can't change sure. your parents. But you can optimize what you're. I can. With. I can put some body weight. Like if you think a football scholar, like if you're 140 pounds or you're 190 pounds, five eleven, you're gonna have a lot better chance of going playing D two, D three, even a D. Like you gotta be. You gotta put body weight on. Yeah. Which you can do. You can mm-hmm. get strong and put body weight on, no matter what. Who your parents are and whether you're a genetic freak or you're a genetic shit show, because you can't <laughs> change that. Yeah, right. So there's like a couple things true. you can influence and factor in that you can help kids like perform their best yeah right right so strength strength is probably number one okay and especially for our females too because they're under people aren't trying to like we love training females people aren't fighting for the girls like all the guys are like i want to train the football guys i'm like dude i want to train the freaking girls yeah they they listen yeah they work hard yeah and if you get them strong then you can negate some of that bullshit ACL yes. stuff going on. Nice. They can play sports. They have a better chance of getting a scholarship anyway because there's less girls playing. So it's like, yeah, it's like girls are. I hope I have girls. Yeah, when I have kids, yeah. so that I can get yeah. some full rides. You That's, know, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, anyway, it goes back to uh, getting strong. The mm-hmm. point of that was getting strong is going to make you faster before doing footwork drills. I like that. So when you're wasting your money when you go to speed camps and you do yeah. ladders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So noted. Number two, form, speed, and intent when lifting is more important than weight. Yep. So obviously we talked about form um, and then the intent of the lift. So we do what we call compensatory acceleration training. So when our kids are ready, um, we teach them to <clears throat> always be – so having to control decentric for those that know the portions of uh, our muscle actions – controlled eccentric and then reversing as quickly as possible and driving through the full lift so like let's say you're doing a squat what you tend to see people get down to the bottom start lifting and they push as hard as they can in the beginning because it's hard and then as they get towards the top they push less and less hard and it looks like a nice smooth rep Mm. okay so if you want things to carry over to the field and be explosive and be able to jump higher or be able to move quicker you need to be driving through that advantage. Like as that bar gets higher, you should still be driving just as hard. Okay. So you're going to see the bar move really fast and you're going to hear, hear a little like jingle at the top. Yeah, yeah. Because that's how you jump. That's how you explode. Yeah. If you slow down towards the top, guess what? That's what your brain's going to do when you jump. That so you have, to, you, have to, you have to lift with intent and you have to teach them why they're doing this. Yes. So that's what I mean by intent is like the way that they lift weights not only proper form, but the way that they attack the movement neurologically is going to maximize efficiency um, of like the brain and the muscles. Absolutely. And I find that more and more to be true. I know when I first, when I was a lot younger and started working out and hearing that, I'm like, yeah, okay. Kind of dismissed it. And then I started applying it more and more. I was like, oh, there's something to that. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. You want to know the, the most 
the quote that just explains it the best? Huh. Live fast, be fast. Live slow, be yeah, slow. It's yeah, yeah. Right there. Back to simplicity. Simplicity, yes, exactly. Okay, number three. Mm. They aren't bodybuilders. Stop training like one. So what's the yeah. distinction? What's the difference? So uh, think about the high school kids that go into Gold's Gym are doing 20 sets on machines of curls. Try it like just If you're training for aesthetics, your performance is going to drop. Mm. So you need to focus on performance. That's where we come in. Like aesthetics are cool. They're hard to get to. I'm not knocking bodybuilders. That shit's hard. Yeah. And it's mentally hard. And the shit you have to eat and not eat, like so you not my game. Sure, so, sure. yeah, I respect the shit out of it. But if a kid's looking to improve their performance on the field, mm-hmm. bodybuilding That's is different. not – the adaptation you're driving with bodybuilding is not – going to make them more athletic okay most the most like if you take the most jacked guys you know mm-hmm. at gold's gym and put them like against spike paul against me and some other skinny kid we oh, probably fucking kick their ass you know what i'm saying so absolutely like or sure. whatever it's just mm-hmm. like that doesn't necessarily mean that they're actually now there are some that are like ex-athletes that are now jacked that mm-hmm. are great athletes yeah but they've spent that 12 years training yeah not doing bodybuilding right 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 um so it's just like again goes back to and neither one's better. It's like just what are you training for? And if I'm working with a high school athlete that's focused on sports and their goal isn't just like I just want to get jacked, mm-hmm. then I'm not going to train them like a bodybuilder. Right. I'm going to train them sense. in ways that yeah. carry over. So or bodybuilding, you're goal. trying to be the yeah. best in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With an athlete, you're trying to be the best outside the gym. Ooh, so if I do anything – Yeah, so I always tell all my kids, I say, I don't give a shit what you lift in here. Mm-hmm. If I, if what I'm doing in here is not carrying over out there, I'm failing at my job. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter what you do in here. Right. Everybody know right. everybody that played high school sports or has been involved in a high school weight room knows that there's those kids that were really good in the weight room that didn't play on the field. Yeah. And that's a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Because uh, my goal is not to get you good in the gym. Yeah. Unless you're a power lifter or an Olympic lifter or a bodybuilder. Yeah, and that's but not if you're, your goal. That's yeah, not why no. you came to see me. No. Uh, performance so mm-hmm. it's like whether that's grandma wants to pick up the crate of jam and be able to put it up on the top shelf pain-free and move well yeah to i want to go be an olympic level athlete and like, you're gonna get them to where they want to go yeah yeah so through that approach through that customized approach so that's kind of that and is. also um focusing on the light medium heavy intensity and weights right like mm-hmm. the training incorporating all of that not just lifting heavy all the time you yeah. have to incorporate all of it right yeah the whole macro and and, and, and micro cycles like yeah it's all built out for i mean it needs to be well thought out yeah yeah <laughs> and that's why you go see him darren will <laughs> take you where you need to go okay serious athletes take nutrition hydration and recovery seriously yeah because performance i mean really a major like a huge portion of your performance relies on that yeah. I mean, you can be grinding in the gym an hour a day as a high school kid, but if you're not sleeping, you're not eating, and you're not hydrating, you're not going to maximize on anything that you're doing. So, and you're going to perform worse, right? Mm-hmm. Like hydration mm-hmm. alone. Like I, my female athletes, hopefully they listen to this and they already know I get them all the time. Females need to eat more protein. Almost every female I meet does not eat enough protein. So that's how they build muscle, right? Mm-hmm. So they need to eat more. Almost all of them are under eating. And when really? you undereat too, that also can attribute to, to fat oh, gain because you feel like you're starving. Sure. Yes. Your body thinks and it's and starving, it so it's grabbing everything it can. Absolutely. So eat, that leads you into a whole host yeah. of other issues. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. When I train a females and do their nutrition, it's like I always tell them what, how much they need to eat, and they're like, oh, "What? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Two thousand one hundred calories." 
I've been You're eating like... 700 calories. So, um, yeah, oh. and drink 100 ounces. Of, like, depending on your body weight, you want to drink quite a bit of water, right? So I have one example um, where she was having a ton of, like, uh, her, her neck gets, like, habitually really tight, and she gets, uh, like, huge migraine pains, right? So literally we, uh, we were doing a bunch of stuff in conjunction, but I made her for, like, four days drink uh, – I think she's drinking like 80 ounces of water and it went away really because <laughs> she's yeah when you're dehydrated your muscles yeah, tighten up yeah yeah so so water is like huge and oh, a lot of people aren't for drinking so many enough. reasons for so many reasons so there's like cool apps out there that yeah. you can just track it but yeah yeah but and just feel better overall helps with like cognitive like eat drink water and everything. sleep and you'll feel so much better oh Right take, there. take that away from this. If don't you don't take, take anything else pills. away, just, yeah. <laughs> just go drink some water. Go to when you wake up, drink a glass of water. Before you eat every meal, drink a glass of water. Yes, yes. The takeaways. Yeah, absolutely. And just yeah, and that just takes it back to the basics and taking responsibility yeah. for what you can do, you know, and it's not just yeah. what you do in the gym, it's what you're doing outside of the gym and how you're taking care of yourself and prioritizing yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um there was something else I was going to ask you, but I forgot. But we are going to head into just like five rapid fire questions. Are you down? Yeah, I'm always down. Okay. Always down. Yay. So let's see. We have... Ooh. What book left a lasting impression on you? Uh, Going Right by Logan Gilbrick. Why? Um, it's all about making the choice you're afraid of in terms of like actually chasing after what you want rather than justifying being mediocre and fitting in. And take and doing the safe thing. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself doing the safe thing, or are you naturally a risk taker? Uh. Are you good at balancing? I'm pretty. I would say I'm a risk taker, for sure. But um, not as much as I used to be in terms of now. I have the comfort. Like now, I've got enough going that it's not as risky, right? So it's like you got some stuff to fall back on. Um, but it just depends. Like I always fight myself with that mentally in terms of like why don't I just leave Blair's and try to do my thing yeah. full time mm-hmm. and just pay for the benefits out of pocket and just fucking go for it. But then I'm also torn. Cause I'm like, I love, I love my job at streamline. Yeah. So I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm necessarily not doing what I want to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. It makes I just, sense. On that, I I'm like, say either. that's yeah. what, that's the only thing in my life right now where I'm like, am I not taking the risk? Yeah. 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 Cause everything else, like I'm always the first guy to be like, let's fuck, let's try it. Uh-huh. Let's do it. Yeah. And see. Well, and it seems like your life has shown that you are willing to take the plunge and you're willing yeah. to pull the trigger and do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. What has taken you the longest time to get good at or master? Uh, and master? Mm-hmm. And or master. Mm, so I'd say I'm still in the process of mastering like time management. Mm. Oh, yeah. So like, like actually doing the thing that's the most important for me at the time rather than mm-hmm. just like worrying about everything and trying to do it all at once and then bouncing back and forth and not getting as much done. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm trying to master that. Um, trying to master probably patience too with people sometimes. I'm like, how do you not get that? <laughs> you know, like, gone over like, I, like I feel like I'm sometimes if we go through all my stuff, like my branding simple, but I feel like I'm like kind of sadistic sometimes. I'm like, what the f- it's simple, guys. Quit being so dumb. You know, like come on. Like I didn't. Me. I don't know that. And then uh, one day, I have a lot of things I need to master. But one day, when I do like actually have kids, I'm like already kind of worried about how I'm going to make sure to balance. Oh man. Like what I'm trying to do with kids. That's 
right? Yeah. So, and that's why yeah. I, my fiance is 22. So I, pl- I plan okay. my cards accordingly, good, right? So I've good. got, so I've Smart got 10 room. years to make it work. Yeah. But um, I always room. just worry about that. Like, I'll, I want to. That's. I feel like that's why I hustle so much. Is I'm like, I want to make sure that I can be pretty engaged with my kids. Yeah, I like that, and I like that so. long term approach. Yeah. So, how do you clear your head after a tough day? Um, I. Honestly, I never go home and it's like, that was a tough day. Like, I just love the hustle. I, yeah, I just I love not, to hear that. And that sounds so like generic, but I just no. love, like, I I just make sure, like that book I just told you about, mm-hmm. I'm way into a lot of the concepts of me and my fiance. So she's going to school for marriage and family counseling. Oh, cool. And she just got into grad school. She's got another first semester starting her second. But a lot of the concepts me and her just talk about casually are actually what they're teaching her in marriage and family counseling. So we're kind of into like, some uh, different branches of like psychology and yeah. and just like the way That's that the way that we think about like the opportunities we do have and the things that we are doing and just the process that we go through daily like I'm always just thankful that I have the opportunity to be in a hard like yeah. hustling like my hard is not hard like right. uh, oh i had a shitty day at work guess what somebody there was a bum sleeping in my front door that didn't even know where he was gonna get his exactly. next meal exactly. so it's like dude the shit i worry about you're not fighting for it's not survival. even it's not important like there's like other people that are really in the world right now that things. are going through tough things so if i let myself get hung up on oh man i just didn't have a great session today with whoever you know man that was tough man i'm tired dude and that's again reframing <laughs> and keeping things in perspective. No, yeah. exactly. And like every time, and this sounds so um, minor, but every time I get in a hot shower, every single time I think, oh my God, like there is somebody There's homeless. Water. There's water. There's running water. I don't have to trek like two miles to get it. Yeah. And it's warm and I don't have to deal with like a cold shower on a frigid day. Little things like that yeah. that are so powerful. Just training your mind to think of things in that perspective carries so far for sure yeah and i and it's just like one thing i've done too is i've stopped saying yes everybody and now i'm just a little bit more direct and like no i can't do that or ooh, or, yes or yes. like i just tell people what i actually think rather than holding shit in because that's when it gets bad it does so even if people Resentment think you're an asshole builds. you just have to be like no i don't think so or call or call an yeah. explanation always yeah, yeah and me and my fiance like it helps at home because we just call each other out on our shit so if somebody's how being much like time does that save and energy oh, so and much. resentment oh yeah like we'll, I like love direct like we'll just freaking be direct and yes. you might get a little ruffled at first sure. but then you just like go back to what we always talk about and you're like okay and i need to i need to take that yeah emotion i had it's okay to feel the emotion now take that look at what she said why did she say that was i acting like that and then just bite the bull and be like yeah i'm sorry taking ownership of it i did do that yeah i'm an idiot yeah okay let's move forward yeah it's over yeah Yeah. moving forward and not living in that so that's been huge i think it that's what helps me keep going is we everything at home's good so that's a big part of it too yeah it does right like if you go home and you're like fuck we're fighting yeah makes things a lot harder yeah so do you guys naturally have the same communication style um now we do we've been together for like five years okay so when we first started, she was like a runawayer. So like mm-hmm. if she got mad, it was like <gasps> storm yeah. out, talk yeah. in two days, like mm-hmm. when we were still dating yeah. and didn't live together. And it was like, I was like, that shit needs to change real yeah. quick. Cause I'm the opposite. Not, I'm like, yeah. I like hold her there. I'm like, nope, <laughs> we're talking about it. 
get as mad as you want, but we're talking <laughs> we're, about it. Yeah, we're it. going there. So now she's yeah. more now she's more into direct communication rather than like passive. So mm-hmm. I think that's for most people that want to do direct communication, the best way is just to like talk about it then. Totally in business at home. Yeah with everything Mm -hmm. i respect people so much and i'm actually i think my next solo podcast is going to be about direct communication yeah and you make it a thing when it doesn't have to be a thing when you avoid a conversation or you like talk around it or you get passive aggressive and yeah that's and it just is toxic to you oh it absolutely is and you hold on to that yeah instead of just saying what needs to be said and you can say it respectfully You don't have to be an asshole about it. You don't have to be abrasive exactly. about it. Say what needs to be said. And then you save everybody so much time and energy. Yeah. And it's respecting them so much more. So that, that's my goal with my gym now that we're talking about it is like I want to create a, a place where coaches, we all work hard, but we all can tell each other like that wasn't the best. Yeah. Like I want there to be the ability for um, direct communication, disconfirming information. Yeah. And the ability to say, like, dude, Shell, like, you weren't on your game today. This yeah. is where you could get better. And for a coach that just that's in there, that's gone through the processes, to, to also tell me as the owner, hey, dude, you weren't on your game yeah. either. Yeah. Like, I want that because that's what drives adaptation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how you get better. Yeah. And that's when you know that they're, like, really respecting you and prioritizing your welfare when they're really mm-hmm. having not always the guts but yeah like they'll tell you what you need to hear and it's not about yeah. what they think you want to hear yeah because you're just that's what i want and time. and there, and being in working in different businesses and the, the in the common workplace it's a shit show oh, like man. people are just like holding shit in oh, yeah. and pissed off oh, yeah. and this guy yep. and this boss sucks and yep. it's like dude go say it to their face right resolve it Get and it then out move of the on way. yeah because it's holding it's everybody easy. back exactly yeah. and then especially if like there's something that's really not even that big of a deal but people feel uncomfortable like raising that issue to the person i'm like you're making it an issue and it doesn't have to yeah. just say the damn thing and then yeah. move on yeah and it's not that big of a deal people are really afraid have to be. they are fear, fear driven so fear driven and then yeah exactly what's gonna happen like is your boss gonna punch you in the face right like what are you scared what, if, what are you he's gonna fire you okay if, go you don't want to be there anyway exactly and yeah. what if like the worst case scenario happens then you'll deal with it then and you can move on yeah but and you probably could sue him anyway if you fire <laughs> yeah. but you're so gonna survive and it's gonna be <laughs> yeah and you can leverage it for your good like it's gonna there's some sort of value in that if it's the worst case scenario and yeah. it really does happen as long as you learn there's no bad yeah. like bad experience right right exactly and like use everything extract value from everything and use it to your advantage move on from it yeah, yeah and don't just stay living in that yeah Ooh, well, what was the last thing that you were stoked about? Stoked about? Yeah. Uh, I'm stoked every day. Just I just did a living. No, I'm super stoked. I did a. So this is one of the first. Like, there's always first as you, your business grows. Anyway, I've. So I did a one week. I'm doing a one week trial on my um, individualized. Oh, yeah. I put it on my Instagram and yeah. Facebook, right? And I've yeah. tried multiple times before to like do this and I don't know what I'm doing different now because I haven't done it in a while but like I had 45 people reach out to me really which I'm stoked on because usually yeah. it's like one or two yeah so I don't know if it's just like the right time or like since we moved in a new space and we have more content of more people moving like I don't know what it is or sure. if I worded it correctly this yeah. time but that was a big breakthrough so I'm today I've been working all day That's on getting huge. people in but like I'm like oh shit now people are really interested. Yeah. Like, if you have forty five people reach out when you put yeah. that up. 
That's huge. That is. That really so, is. So that I'm stoked on that. I'm stoked on our new facility we've been in for a month that looks badass. We just had Bangle Works put up some stuff inside too, and it looks super good. So I'm just stoked on like where everything's kind of going. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. We're just great i love that i love to hear that Life's i love sweet. to hear yeah, I, and I i'm stoked like, on po- I'm like, you know what i'm stoked on pocatello people always say like pocatello I love sucks that too and i'm like oh. telling all my friends my age i'm like you guys got to get your asses back I here because this yeah. place is about to pop it is oh there's so much momentum like and it's just about to explode i feel like when you sure. a little bit like the next generation takes over this place it's gonna be fucking sick. oh and it's already like foundations are being laid like, yeah it's there's a lot going happen. on that people don't realize there's so much potential here yeah. Yeah. Okay. A couple more questions. What's a trigger for you? Trigger? Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse it. Like when people come in and are always have an excuse or like, I don't know, people like poor me, poor, like, you know, it's like, yeah. Did you, when people just don't realize that they're what creates, oh. you create your situations. Yes. Like just your mindset alone. Yes. You could, like I know people that have been through things so far that I have no idea what it's like oh. that are so positive because they just have the mindset. It's like if those people can go through that shit and be happy and then you're bitching in my other ear about this. Exactly. And I'm like, and I hate when people talk shit about each other too. Yeah. Like when you go to like yeah. dinner or something and people are like, yes. oh my God. Da, da, da. And I'm like. Yes. There's so much more cool stuff to talk about in the world like yeah that shit yeah. kind of gets under my skin yeah I'm even like, if i don't know the person they're talking about i'm just like why yeah and what's it to you and it's not your well it just makes people even... feel better yeah about oh that's themselves. exactly what it is that's exactly what it is so yeah. i'm like it's a hit that they need to feel better so those all irk me a little bit but yeah okay um Okay, last question. What's your legacy? What message do you have that you want to leave? Message. Yeah. I don't know if I know yet. I don't know what it's going to turn into. Do you have like a truth right now that's like at the top of your mind that you just want to kind of shout out? A truth. Um. No, not nothing other than just like your generic. You know, you can. Anything you actually want to fucking do, you can do. And drink water and yeah. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so our branding's like building stronger humans and the whole stronger is not just like doesn't mean lifting weights only. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's why I picked humans after that, building stronger humans. So um my legacy I want to leave is like a cool a cool fucking situation facility where, you know, you can come in, there's a licensed therapist, there's a strength conditioning coach, there's a nutrition coach, there's um, a physical therapy clinic, there's like all these people working to maximize people's happiness. And then seeing people value the investment in themselves rather than being like, oh, I have to pay 300 bucks a month for my health, but I'll spend that on a, a freaking purse. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like you have all these professionals that want to help you for Let's say it's $500. Yeah. Well, look at this, guys. You'll spend more. You'll justify spending $1,400 on rent and then $500 on yourself a month is like unobtainable. <sighs> and it's like, you only got one shot of that. For oh, what you got. yeah, you do. <laughs> you're like, oh, like yeah, you if do. people want to help, like, I don't know. That, you're your best I, I want to convince people that they, I guess it all comes back to like convincing people that they're badass. Yeah. 
that's my I want people to know that they can like they're worth investing in. Yes. That's a good takeaway. I guess. I, I don't know. Let's do that. I don't really I like know though it. yet. It's just it's developing so much, you know. It's yeah. like I don't even know where I'll be in five years, ten years. In yeah. terms of like am I coaching businesses? Am I coaching coaches? Am I still coaching people? I and letting know. life be dynamic and yeah. being agile and rolling with And then it. when I have kids, is that whole thing gonna change? Like Oh, sure. So I don't know. It's like I just want people to know that there's people out there that want to fucking really help them yeah and clear up the bullshit yeah and keep, make it simple yeah make it simple <laughs> yes totally. maybe that's it keep it simple keep baby it that's simple that's it that's the legacy those are words to live by <laughs> those are words to live by though really okay well thank you so much for coming on well, thank for you me. for telling us all the good things that we need to know about training about life about mindset everything yeah. where can people find you Everywhere. <laughs> uh, I'm a marketing guy. So uh, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, um, okay. website. Um, you know, my blog. Po- pretty much everything's on my website, Instagram. Uh, just type Enhanced Athletics into any browser and it will pop up. And he does and remote coaching too. So know that when you're looking yeah, at him. No, I, we facilitate coaching and we obviously do an okay job at it because we have a lot of people that do it. And I think I can... I can say to the best of my knowledge that we provide the most value out of any remote platform I've ever seen because the amount of investment that I personally put into it and my other coaches, like we're actually give a shit about you. It's not like you're paying somebody just for an Excel sheet with workouts and like, we're going to be on the phone with you. You can text us. We're going to video call. You can ask us questions. So connected. Like we, we want to help you. That matters. Yeah, so, because really there's matters. a lot of people out there that do remote that are just like, they don't give a shit. Yeah, they they're just trying to make money. Like, they want passive things. income. Yeah, yeah. So I really want to help people. So I think you get the most value, in my opinion, from anything I've seen. I'm sure there's other people out there like me that are doing this, but in terms of like a brand online, like big brands, I've seen all their shit, and I know that we do the, we are the most personable. And you can speak for yourself because yeah. you know the time that's gone into it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. So. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks thank for you. Having me. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review.